Many veterinarians suffer from an uneasiness regarding their student loan balance and their payments. In a lot of cases, this causes them to lose sight of the bigger picture within their finances. Today, we're going to go through how your student loans may feel big, but they may not be as big of a deal as you think they are. In fact, we see a lot of people who are able to do the things they want and still pay off their loans without too much of an issue. You no longer have to feel like your student loans are going to crush you. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners, and the veterinary community across the U.S. We're the owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors and the host of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all of our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. You can find them by visiting flvetadvisors.com. If you're finding this podcast to be helpful, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. If not, give us a rating on the Smarter Vet Podcast Facebook page and follow us. CJ and I are always talking in the background, and we, we hear a lot of the conversations that are happening within the veterinary community. And the biggest one that just, it's getting so much attention, and it just seems like a, a snowball effect lately, is student loans. It's something that we're constantly, like we see veterinarians that are graduating and the amount of stress that they're feeling from them. Some of them actually have just kind of gave up. They've lost hope in a lot of it, where it's just because of the circumstances they're in is just... I owe too much and I don't feel like I'm ever going to get out of these loans. And CJ and I want to take a moment to really talk through of like, there actually is hope at the end and it's really not as big as you might think. And the first place we always want to start off is just thinking about your loans. Like, let's talk about why did you take them? Like, what was the purpose of why you took them um, to begin with? To become a veterinarian, Tom. Well, yeah, of course, to take become a veterinarian. But there's also another reason behind that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying the reason why why people take on student loans is because they want to get to a spot where they have a healthy income. Now, if you're laughing at that, veterinarians, right? If you're laughing, healthy income, ha, ha, ha. Because we've heard this many times. We're like, oh, veter veterinarians can make really good money. Yes. What's so interesting about it, like being a veterinarian too, it's, yeah, maybe that's where you started off. But at the end of the day, becoming a veterinarian is going to provide you a certain lifestyle over the course of time. And we have to, sometimes we have to look at the numbers and you know, the thing about when you took out your loans to start off is if you had, you know, what we'd call like a healthy amount of cash on the sidelines. Like if you started your school and you're like, I have money, I don't have to really worry about it. You have a little bit more breathing room where you can like, I can use cash or I can take out loans. Um, well, at least we kind of hope so because, you know, some people might have cash and then they take out a bunch of loans too. So, I mean, I'd just be very cautious around that. Uh, but the loans were really there, you know, as you think about it, if you had cash, the loans might not actually be a circumstance, but most people who do go to school, well, you probably don't have a horrid amount of cash on the side or your family isn't in a financial position that can provide you that support. Right. Because if you had a million dollars in the bank, you wouldn't even take out student loans. Right. You have a million bucks. Like, shoot, I just write a check, right? So the only reason for the debt is because you didn't have the cash. 
And when we borrow the money, the idea is that like we want to catapult ourselves forward. Like the idea, it's like we borrow this money to help us take that next step, to help us grab up to the height of the cliff and pull us up for those new opportunities and potentials and things that can that can pop up in front of us once we do finish that degree. And a lot of newly graduated veterinarians are concerned about the amount of loans they have in comparison to their income because it it does seem like it's fairly. I mean, it's, it, there's definitely it's definitely a gap there for a lot of them. In, in most cases, it's it's wide, and in some cases, it's not. But for the most part, no matter what amount it is, generally speaking, it tends to have an emotional effect on the individual. Something that we've seen over the most recent years is that, you know, what we've heard commonly over and over, we've been working within the veterinary community for almost a decade now. It's pretty insane just to think about it, and. Uh, it's it's very fascinating that the income for veterinarians in comparison to what they were uh, taking out in loans, like there was a big, big gap. However, the trend that's been we've been experiencing lately is that there's been a drastic increase in the amount of income. And I remember hearing these stories, CJ, where you know people would say, "Yeah, veterinarians never going to make this much." Oh man, we only make peanuts. Like we didn't get in this career because we're you know because of the money. But now it's like the amount of income that people are making as veterinarians, because think of it, you are like a hot commodity right now. Like you, the limitation of veterinarians that are out there for practices is, is there's a big widening gap. So you're, the need for you is incredibly, like it's higher. So like one, I wanted to say, if you're not, if you feel like you're not getting compensated appropriately, you should probably look at that and start having those conversations. But your, your income is drastically increasing over the course of time. And when we take out loans, we need to really understand that what is needed versus taking out as much as possible because we were approved for that amount. Because that can be that can be a pretty big gap, right, Tom? Like if I'm if I'm taking out student loans to pay for airplane trick, tip, uh, tickets to go back home frequently, the that bill, like maybe my student loans aren't actually student loans per se. They're actually kind of more student loans plus lifestyle. And so you really want to mm-hmm. manage that, take care of that, make sure that you don't just take out every single dollar and 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 use it for to buy a car or to do other things with it, right? You want to try to at least live somewhat within a particular lifestyle means and not spend too much money. So let's look at a newly graduate's potential earnings during their career. So as finance guys, we like to look at numbers, right? We're nerdy. If someone's 27 years old and let's say they're coming out of school, they're making $100,000 a year just to keep it easy. If they get no raises, like zero raises their entire career for the 38 years that they work, then the total cumulative amount of money, if you take $100,000 of income for 38 years, that equals to $3.8 million at the end of their career. So- you think without pay raises, it's three point eight million. With pay, with pay raises, it's say five percent every year over the course of that that same that t- same time frame, the same thirty eight years. That person would have made ten point seven million dollars during their career. So let's take a step back. Ten point seven million dollars of income stacked up against a loan balance of say three hundred thousand. Which one seems smaller? Which one feels smaller? Which one which one do you kind of gravitate toward? Going wow, like. Like I think, I think when you really take a step back as a new graduate and you go, well, I know I have the potential to make $10 million, $15 million versus my $300,000 of student loans, my $500,000 of student loans, my $200,000 of student loans. I mean, relatively speaking, like there's a good chance that you're going to be able to pay them off in a 25, 30, 35 year time period. Now, if you try to bulldoze them and put everything that you got towards those student loans, you're going to, it's going to be really hard, right? But if you try to have a strategic plan on how you're going to pay off that debt, Oftentimes, it doesn't feel that bad anymore. 
Yeah, and, and CJ and I were, were wrestling on this in the background too, just thinking about like, well, there's a possibility. Let's say if you shift positions, let's say that you decide to take on a different type of role, your income could dramatically increase more than what, or that over the course of time. So the opportunity, there's a, a, a tremendous amount of opportunity out there for you to be able to pay them back. And it's just, what are you going to do and how much, like, how are you going to really focus on to make sure that you're being realistic with your plan to repay them? Mike, we're going to jump into commercial now. You have so much more potential and control than you might think. Most days, people get really caught up in paying back debt due to interest. And when looking at student loans, it can feel like another mortgage. Depending on how you decide to approach loan repayment and live a balanced lifestyle will be the factor at the end if you will be successful or not. We created a video in our five-part video course on the five foundation steps of financial balance called How to Become a World-Class Saver, which shows you step-by-step -step to design a sustainable savings plan where you can choose to save and pay debt. Watch this video by clicking the link in the description of the podcast and scroll down to the third video in the course. The other thing to recognize is the demand for vet care versus the quantity of vets that are coming out of school means that you can charge more for the services than before. It's basic economics. If supply is low and demand is high, then prices generally increase. That's why a lot of you are seeing your incomes go up. That's why a lot of practice owners are starting to increase their revenues more more than inflation and so some of you may have a hard time thinking about money like we get it like you didn't become a veterinarian to get to get rich but let me tell you it can be an accidental result of forces beyond your control if you know how to make good decisions in your finances and especially when you do it consistently over time you're in the right place at the right time you shouldn't feel guilty about making money especially when you realize that dollars are i mean if you really think about it dollars are just thank yous from people who need your services. You're, you're providing valuable services to the community. You are making an impact. You're doing awesome things. Dollars are just ways for people to thank you for the things that you do. And you're not always gonna be appreciated by people, right? Many of you have horrible, horrible stories that we've heard over the years uh, of how people treat you. But let me tell you, you are valuable and you're becoming more and more valuable as the demand for, for your services increase but the amount of veterinarians that are that are out there are are not growing at the same rate. I, I think the biggest thing to take from this is, look, if you are concerned about your loans and you're looking at yourself from a standpoint of income and you're stressing out, don't shortchange yourself. Like actually be, you know, be proactive and see if there's other opportunities out there because there could be even a chance for you to increase your income to help give you some more breathing room and more hope along the way. So to bullet point, here's some things, some ideas that we always tell people. We really try to push people to understand this and, and really take action on this. First thing, focus on saving money and paying debt off strategically with purpose. Just because someone doesn't have debt doesn't mean they're free if they're still living paycheck to paycheck, right? That, that right there, I know that that hits a lot of people pretty heavy. Being debt free does not mean financially free if you're still living paycheck to paycheck. Make sure you're protecting yourself and your finances because if something happens that you can't control and you are now losing income, then that $10 million of total earnings can turn into a lot lower of a number very, very quickly. Lastly, the third thing, make sure you are aware of the consequences of the financial decisions that you are making every day, right? That Starbucks that you get twice a day in order to fuel get you, get you past the day, you might need to replace that with something else that's a little cheaper. Right, because that might impact your your that might impact your ability to build wealth way more than you know the 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 big purchases that you make or the car that you bought. Yeah, there's always this concept that CJ and I always talk about. Are you 
are you um, you know saving pennies to spend dollars kind of thing and just making sure you're very aware of what you're doing from a financial decision standpoint because those lattes you might like them a latte they can add up pretty quickly <laughs> you had to get the dad joke in the episode didn't you we had we had to. That's okay. Hey, and if you're enjoying this episode, if you're enjoying our podcast, like please help us spread the word. You know, the only way that other people find out about our show is by you actually sharing it with them. Uh, take this episode, share it with two, three of your friends. Let them know. Give them some hope around from this conversation. And if you haven't, show us some love on the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast Facebook page. We loved for you to just give us a little love and say, "Hey, love the show." This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Sika. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. C.J. Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. C.J. Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2022-146343 expires November of 2024.